Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another edition of Lockdown Hot Takes. I'm your Lodge Master. With me as always is Brother Bishki. What up, boys? Brother Lucas. Hot. And tonight, for the first time ever, he's danced deliciously around the edges of being on before. <laughs> and now we finally got him. We corralled him. We captured him for you tonight. It's not Brother Brian. It's Half Brother Brian. What's up, Half Brother Brian? Hey, what's up? What's up, half bro? I'm so stoked to finally make it in. All we needed was a virus to go all the way around the globe. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Whatever it takes to get you here is how it needed to happen. And tonight is a special episode because it's one of our beautiful nights where we do a documentary. Yes. For fans of political cringe which Bishki and I definitely are, and pretty much anybody who's following politics these days are by default. This is your fucking movie. It's Boys State. <laughs> the setup for what Boys State is, it's an American Legion-sponsored event. How many days is it? It's a week. It's a week-long event. It started in 1935, and basically they gather all these people. There's a Boys State and a Girls State. Keep them separated. And they create a mock government holding elections, they campaign, they have debates, etc. And they split them into two political parties, and they have to face off against one another. And it just makes this microcosm of the government as a whole that we know and loathe. So the reason that it's so special that Half-Brother Brian is here tonight is because you have a history with this event. I do. Yes, I have a personal history. I was uh, I attended the Boys State in Wyoming in 1998, the summer of wow. 1998. And nice. a fine vintage. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I actually ended up being one of the delegates that was elected to Boys Nation out of the because you're so damn charismatic. Well, I'm not sure if that's I mean, thank you. Uh, I don't know if that's exactly how it went down, <laughs> but um yeah, watching the film was definitely bringing up some weird past, like, forgotten feelings from that time. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's intense. It's intense, man. Like, so you you campaigned and you did you debate people or what was your experience there? How how crazy did it get? So it happens in the summer in between your junior and senior year, which is why a lot of people don't do it. It's one of those weird things where in, in <laughs> right. high school that people are like, it's really good to have on your you know, whatever they call it before it's a resume, your transcripts or whatever. It's like one of those things yes, that's really you good. you have to be a true believer. Well, and you do have to go through some of the bullshit that you see, like in the film, you need to go and like have an interview with um, American Legion people before you can even get in. There's like a screening process, which are sort is sort of next level for stuff like that. And then you do have to do, you have to do some prep. You're supposed to write some like mock legislation to bring to the to the thing <laughs> when you show up and, and and you did all that yeah i did it but back then one thing i'll say about my i was trying to remember certain things about it and i can't remember some things that are like definitely important would be important to remember how it worked and stuff like that but i just had such bad add back then 
that I I don't I was barely in my body. I was kind of coming and bo- going from like sure. <laughs> and I just I can't I can't when I was gone. I just don't have memory of of what it was back then. But but yeah, it was you um, became successful politician, Brian, when you left your body. Well, I, yeah, I don't think that I, that was the thing is what really happened was th- there was the whole rigmarole and. You know, at a at a certain point, um, the Renee character in the film says, "I've." He's like, I, th- "I feel like this was a conservative indoctrination camp," and for me and a couple of my friends in Wyoming, I mean, Wyoming is the least populous state. It definitely is probably the smallest boys' state that there is. There's not that many delegates. It was nothing like the Texas boys' state that you see in the film. There's a huge amount of people there. There was probably you know like 20 percent of the people there or something like that but there's still some intense boys they make up for it in in intensity in wyoming don't they yeah definitely and um and in the (laughs) and in terms of the program as well like i didn't get the sense that it was necessarily like more conservative indoctrination but was military uh military Mm. recruiting and Mm. this was all about the sort of how horrible it would be to burn a flag and we right. were we were split up into different parties, but then it was kind of in a way like living inside of barracks or something like that. Like we were meant to. Um, sure. We were meant to stand at attention when like this certain adults would come in and um, we had to make our beds really? in military fashion. And yeah, there was I remember this guy, he like, would walk in and he had a. He had like a really charming, like a movie bulldog, like the dogs that have the twisted in <laughs> arms, you know, like in the in the permanent underbite. Yeah, real proud dog. Yeah, and it would be like in in the army they say they bounce quarters on the bed sheets to see if your beds are tight enough. Well, we bounce bulldogs and like got like the dog to jump up on somebody's <laughs> bed to see if his sheets got messed up. And I was just like, wait a second, what the uh, yeah, fuck what kind is of metric is that here? <laughs> I, it was not even no i'm not even about like being like hey wait i i made my bed really tight and i want your approval i was like wait a second i thought we were po- fake politicians we're fake soldiers oh fuck this whole system's out of order <laughs> i heard a rumor that you almost started a riot there yeah well so basically that was my platform <laughs> Anarchy <laughs> was th- this sucks. Nobody signed up for this. What is this? Nice. Why are we here? I love it. And Ooh, nice. everybody else was taking it so seriously. Everybody else is like literally debating yeah. policy, you know, things <laughs> as though we have any fucking say in policy. We can't even fucking vote yet. We're 16 <laughs> years old. And I'm just like, what are you guys talking about? And also, has anyone noticed that we are being recruited to join the armed forces? And this is a fucking scam and we should be at home, like hanging out with our friends. It's finally summer. And what the fuck are we doing here? And people (laughs) liked that message very much. They love that shit. They They love it. it. The adults did not like the message. The adults were very upset about the message and (laughs) they didn't want to undermine the democratic process. But then (laughs) I would speak from the heart and not necessarily fully calling for anarchy but it was right it was enough to get people you know standing up during my speech and like 
taking their chairs and banging them on the ground from That's a right, standing ice. level and stuff. And the, the adults are just were were freaked out. So when I actually won, that became one of the two senators or whatever to go on and have a different experience later in the summer in Washington, D.C. <laughs> oh, man, they actually took me in a back room and told me to drop out and let the person who was elected oh, wow. the alternate uh, go. And I no. was momentarily intimidated, but I then. But I, then you left your body and killed them, didn't you? No, I just <laughs> kind of became. I just I used to, I was probably like a foot and a half shorter back then, but with and with twice as much energy as I have now. And <laughs> I just said, "Hold on a second, you guys are the ones who set up this democratic experiment." You can't be pissed off just because the results didn't turn out the way that you wanted them to. I'm definitely going. Right. And they're like, you're not going. And like, I was like, <laughs> I was just, I just started provoking them. And, and, you know, I mean, the guys from the Legion are veterans. And, and so respectfully, yeah. I probably maybe have, you know, some demons that they're, they're facing down or whatever, but this guy <laughs> got, sure. got, I really thought he was going to hit me. And I think a, another adult there actually thought he was going to hit me as well. And just kind of, yeah. uh, he said, you got to go for a walk. You got to go outside. And <laughs> I was, you know, my heart was beating out of my chest. And I'm like, am I about to get hit? But really all I wanted to do was get hit. I didn't really give a shit about going. I just only sure. went out of contempt. And then what was your big reward? Who did you get to meet? At the end of the rainbow. Well, you see in the very beginning credits of voice uh, state the film that Clinton went, you know, was a was a delegate. And he actually William Jefferson Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. William Jefferson Clinton became a national delegate from Boys State. So he went to Boys Nation and Kennedy was the president who decided to meet with all the delegates from Boys Nation that nice. year. And it really allegedly, at least this is what Bill told us in the Rose Garden was that Kennedy <laughs> told him you could become president. And that was the clarifying Whoa. moment for him that he realized that's true. I could become president. And so Whoa. he it was a it was like a clarifying moment for him. It was actually really serious. And so he wanted to kind of return the favor in a way. And so he met with every delegate. He met with wow. all 100 of us individually in the Oval Office and had a private conversation with each one of us. Whoa. Can you disclose what he said to you? I mean, we, to be honest, I wish, you know, maybe we had talked about something more, but we just didn't talk about that. We just kind of shot the shit for a couple minutes and... Talked about Deep Impact versus Armageddon or something? You dating anybody? So it was at the beginning of the impeachment drama, but it hadn't happened oh, yet, but people knew about it. And yeah, some of these <laughs> fucking punk-ass kids who were there were trying to, like, gut, ask Clinton, like, a gotcha question, you know? Like, sure. were, these fucking punk-ass kids were being, like, walking into the Oval Office and being like... Well, you know, Mr. President, and I really think that the office is a should be a, reflect the morals of the entire country. And <laughs> oh. and then I asked him, "So, do you think you've been a moral president?" And and they're all patting oh, each other on the back. Fuck you, man. And they're all in the Trump cabinet at this point. And guaranteed. yeah, and I mean, and unfortunately, the thing was, there were no other anarchists who made it all the way to Boys Nation. Everybody at <laughs> Boys Nation was yeah. the the kids who were taking it very seriously. I made a very embarrassing comedic gaffe to try to address my feelings of isolation 
which I thought I could run it like a door and fall down, you know, hit it and fall down. But I broke the door. <laughs> I broke all this glass. Oh, and uh, and oh. so just everyone metaphorically just or like literally. No, I literally broke it. I b- literally like shattered this door <laughs> on accident, and it was so embarrassing. And then just the whole rest of the time at Boys Nation, that was like my campaign slogan was Brian Morrow breaks glass, and it was just so embarrassing <laughs> and so isolating. I couldn't get along with anybody except maybe this one other kid who I'm pretty sure was the delegate from Minnesota, actually, by the way, guys. And he had told me that he pissed on every single U.S. embassy in Europe. (laughs) Literally urinated on it. He taught me how to piss on things in a nonchalant way in the daytime, yes, even if they have armed guards. But anyway, uh, yeah, so that was that's, that's amazing. That's the gist of the experience with it. And watching Boys State was a really fun, albeit potentially sometimes a little bit of PTSD inducing film. Yeah, but I man, would imagine. What a I would great imagine. Film. I got PTSD and I haven't been anywhere near this stuff. The, the closest thing I can compare it to is Odyssey of the Mind. I don't know Ooh, if you remember, guys know about that. I vaguely but remember that. What was that? It's like a extracurricular creativity gang. Okay. <laughs> that you take, That's you take competitive, though. It's competitive, but it's just as fervent and just as intense. And the first thing I thought when we started this movie, and we just look out over the faces of all these political wannabe boys, is that they're even geekier for politics than theater geeks are for theater. Like it's yeah. it's on a whole new level because like you said, these guys are serious. They mean business and they think they're really changing stuff when it's all just theater performed for these old American Legion dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got this creepy undertone where it just feels like it's, a beauty pageant, you know, it's all pageantry. <laughs> and like, who are the adults in the room? Are they like grooming and, and selecting future like potential victims to molest or whatever? Like, it just feels like a little off. Like, I mean, especially at that size where it's so massive. I was wondering where the adults like, were. Like, were the adults when you were there? Like, cause there's like hardly any adults that I could spot. Like, it was- yeah, half brother Brian, I was gonna ask, cause I had a friend in high school who went to it and he was kind of a bad egg who would like, have booze and weed and would be like throwing the basketball at your face and like telling like like come at me bro like telling you to like fight him like did you see any of that or was it all just like square squaresville i mean you know you get a bunch of get a bunch of 16 and 17 year old boys together and there's there's was some bad stuff happening i think the documentarians you were the bad egg i was a bad egg in like a different way than <laughs> yeah I, I didn't bring booze or weed i was i was a I was a, a chaotic egg yeah chaotic egg ruining the democratic experiment but they yeah i think that they probably just edited out most of the the adults because yeah. there's definitely yeah. a lot of adults there the film again takes place in Texas for the Texas event and most of these boys are white most are conservative and that kind of sets the table for the people that we follow when they split into two obviously certain kids rise to the top immediately and one of them is quite clearly a liberal progressive and the other guy it's it's kind of hard to to tell what what all they stand for because they're in such a hurry because it takes place over a week but the other guy is definitely conservative 
So it's good that they have these opposing parties going at each other because it, it creates a pretty compelling narrative with who is going to win the election for governor, which is the highest office that they elect for. We got Steve. Stephen's kind of the main kid. He's, he's of the um, son of uh, undocumented uh, immigrants. And he I was curious, like, because a lot of these guys come out kind of near the top towards the end. So I, I did listen to an interview with the filmmakers, but I guess they did want people that were ambitious enough to go for the governorship. Yeah. They got some real characters, to say the least. Yeah, yeah which is good. And there's there's a Matt Dillon-looking dude who looks kind of like Matt Dillon or Ashton Kutcher's cousin. And I thought for sure he was going to go all the way, but he kind of he kind of realized where his level was and backed off at a certain point just because he respected Steven so much. And it's amazing to watch him because he knows exactly what he's doing. He's pandering to his base. He's saying loudly whatever he thinks will get him elected. Yeah. And then I have to summon the salad dragon for this. The most revelatory point for me in the movie is when this guy who you've seen give passionately pro-life speeches they take him aside to interview him and he's like, I am not any of these things that I am claiming to be. I am very pro-choice. I am just saying whatever I have to do to appeal to my party because that's politics. And you see in this moment, a lying politician being born and that and it's just it's so disheartening to see how clear it is that that's kind of what you need to do to succeed in our current state of affairs that we have yeah. that we're dealing with right now. And we got to talk about Ben, who's who's the the amputee. We come in, into contact with him when he's the Reagan supporting uh he's got Reagan dolls in his bedroom. He's got a he's got a <laughs> Ronald Reagan action figure. He googles great spe political speeches and his little brother's watching it with him. And he's like, who is that? And then he just points at the Reagan action figure. He's like, that's Ronald Reagan. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. How did the documentarians suss out to follow? Because I, I totally get it that Renee, you know, stepped out as a, such an interesting person to follow along. And they approached him when they were actually there. But how did they know with Robert and Steven and Ben to meet these kids ahead of time and follow them all the way through. And then what happens to them is it's astounding. I mean, it's an incredible documentary. They take you through the week. There's a talent show, which is always great. The audition sequence for the talent show is, man, that is so just an enjoyable, it's, it's just a sublime <laughs> piece of filmmaking. It's such a great. You're watching these largely senior citizen American Legion dudes just watching with with a straight face these boys bend over backwards to try to impress them with different talents and different oratory techniques it's it is it's hilarious hallelujah which is so funny <laughs> it's so good it's so good and this is truly like some of the stump speeches that people give. I have to, I had to turn all the way away from the screen because it was too much. I couldn't, I couldn't look directly at it. And I love shit like that. Cause I, you know, I've been broken in quite a bit by all manner of cringe content. And this, ooh, it just, it just hits you right, right in the heart. Man, yeah. I think it goes, it, it goes past cringe. 
is the thing about it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a truly it's it's like it's just a revelatory little microcosm of everything you need to really think about and and wonder about if this is the way that we want our democracy to work. I mean, it made me flip out, but not turn away from it because there it is. It is cringeworthy in a way. And of course it is. If you've got 1117 year old Texas boys in one place, there's going to be some <laughs> raging hormones and and oh, uh, bouts yeah. of masculinity and, um, you know, acne all over the place and 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 idealist kind of not worldly political views that are being shouted into microphones and stuff. <laughs> sure, that's the cringeworthy side of it. But what is truly like almost terrifying or, or something, it's just a really an accomplishment, if you ask me from the documentary standpoint, is is that it's like this is politics. This is it. This you is can it. just see it. You can see the whole thing. Because even as Stephen is going up against Robert, you're wondering what it, how these campaigns are going to go. Once Garza makes it to the level of being the, the nominee for his party and goes up against the other party and Ben Feinstein is the, is kind of the political manager of the whole thing, it comes right down into let's have memes about him. Let's let's latch on to any simple thing that he's ever done or said. And the way that they employ attack memes it just bubbles up out of nowhere. They create Instagram pages and they're just fucking tearing these other guys down. Yeah, I immediately, oh, so scary. I immediately knew they were going to win once they started putting those those dank memes out. I was like, that, those guys are going to win. <laughs> like, there's no way an Instagram with viral memes is going to not take the victory here. Well, and I mean, he even has that line about it. Ben Feinstein, he says something about it being like, it just has to be personal and divisive if you want to win because that's politics. It's yeah. just Karl Rove all over again. You see the whole biome regenerating right before your eyes and it's so depressing. And <laughs> you don't know if there's any way to change course. And you think about how many hours of like Ben Shapiro takedowns these kids have watched. And how oh, that's they, they marinate in, in it. Yeah, how that's just ingrained themselves is this is how you conduct politics. Like this, this is how you destroy other people. Yeah. When I got elected to Boys Nation, there was no election. What it was was the it was a mock Senate. And so what we were doing is trying to take our bills out of committee and get them all the way to the point of being passed by the Senate. The way that the American Legion made it seem like it was super important that we really take it seriously and all this stuff was that these bills are going to go across President Clinton's desk and he's going to look at them and see what the issues are that are important to, you know, to the youth these days. You guys are the have come up as though we really truly were senators. You know, you guys are the yeah. ones who represent your, you know, generation's views from your state. And so bring your bill and debate that on the floor and try to get that all the way through committee and all the way up and try to get that passed because the bills that we pass are going to go across Clinton's desk. And the thing was, I'm like, okay, cool. In a way, you know, I'm like, I'm actually more on board <laughs> for this. I saw these kids, these, these 16, 17 year old kids stabbing each other in the back going to each other and looking them in the face and saying, so I want to help you and get you through to this round and then using those people and then stabbing them in the back without having to get too deep into the exact details of the way that they were doing it. But they were propping each other up and then removing voting blocks from each other so that then they fell short and, 
using each other to to politically sabotage other people who were there. And I thought, I mean, we don't even have any money and you sold out. <laughs> <laughs> There's not even anyone lobbying us, you know, and you sold us and you sold each other out. This is evil. <laughs> and I really yeah. did want to go into politics when I went when I went. That was really like, you know, in, in high school when they say, like, what do you think your ideal profession is and stuff? And I just didn't know. I didn't hadn't met my my film crew yet. I met them in college and I, I just thought, I think I want to get into politics or policy in some way. And I think it sounds fun. It sounds like all you do is talk, shoot the shit for a living. It sounds like a pretty good time. You become the most powerful people in the world <laughs> just by being able to bullshit. I could do that. And I really was on board until I went to Washington and I saw what was going on and I went, this is ugly. And I think this actually is true. You know, ironically, it yeah. is actually it is the way politics works. I went, I don't I don't think I want to have anything to do with this. Yeah. You were almost president. <laughs> almost. I was almost a city council member of some town embroiled in a scandal. <laughs> <laughs> Slick Willie saw that chaotic gleam in your eye and he knew you had what it took to be president and you dude, just chose he, a different path. I mean, and I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Oh man, dude. He's it was it was it was something. I'm not gonna I'll never front on that. It was good. I'll send you the picture. You should use it for the thumbnail. If there's some some place we you can use a visual, will. you should use that picture of me. Definitely. Big Willie in the Oval Office. Big Willie style all in it. Let's go to them boy state bones. Right, sweet Lucas. What's going on in that noggin of yours? What are you thinking about during all this? Um, yeah, I was just thinking about how I never ran for uh, academic office in high school, but my best friend did. He was like very much like uh, half brother Brian here. And it's so funny because my best friend and his other two friends, the three of them ran together as like president, vice president and secretary, I think. And they won because their whole campaign was the three little pigs. And they it's like those dank memes. They basically had these really cool paintings of themselves as the three little pigs. That's all and, it takes. And people just loved it. They ate it up. So on the day you voted, like you was so easy to cast your vote for those guys. Um, but yeah, I never I was never into like the political scene or debate. And I had seen this trailer and thought it looked very intriguing just for the sheer size of the uh, participants, because it felt like a Burning Man, you know, rave festival. <laughs> but like, yeah, at a Christian, you it's, know, it's the opposite. It's the opposite college. of Burning Man. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it just seemed kind of unsettling to me, like, it, like yeah. that, that many boys together under one roof. Like, I automatically think they're like sharks and 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 predators afoot like wolves in sheep clothing like <laughs> i just don't trust adults in that capacity with that many teenage boys like it just feels like creepy you need me. to be the new chris hansen lt yeah yeah no i just you need, uh, to, you need to hunt these sharks but uh yeah it was it was uh kind of it was kind of like anticlimactic for me i guess watching it like okay there were scenes here and there and, and especially the the carl rove kid like who's lee atwater incarnate who's just like a, a junkyard dog going to like attack everybody like you know <laughs> asking them what are your policy like oh you don't have one oh freedom well that's a bold policy like he's just so smug 
and arrogant. <laughs> and it's just like, yep, that kind of tracks for somebody that's watching Reagan speeches on YouTube. Yeah, it's just like felt like a Christopher Guest mockumentary without the the jokes. Um, but, you know, I, I, I felt for the kid that lost at the end. You know, he's like crying and he's like calling his mom. And his mom's like really concerned because she's like, why? What's wrong? What's wrong? And he's like, nothing's wrong, you know? And it's like, oh, man, like he's he, this is the most vulnerable, like private moment. And they're just like turning it into like, you know, a, a scene and a beat in a documentary. And it's just like so it felt wrong. It just was like, oh, so depressing and demoralizing. And no wonder we, we are where we are today. You know, we're, we're just so fucked. Uh, Where are so you I going it, with I, these I, bones? I, I give it two bones, man. This is a two boner. Two for bones me. for Boys State from LT. Two dispiriting bones. All right, brother Bishki, what are you thinking about? I'm a political junkie. I uh, was president yes, of are. the student council when I, oh, uh, I went to something called were. Youth in Government. I don't know where you were, Matt, but I was at Youth in Government. Uh, I didn't want any part of that. School. But when I was 17, I didn't know shit about politics. Like our student council was obsessed with like, well, we're going to have Pepsi machines or Coke. Yeah, nobody yeah, did. Like, what the fuck would anyone know yeah. about it? What yeah, the fuck would like, you know about <laughs> politics? You don't have any, you don't have to deal with shit. Exactly. So, but I think these kids are like savvier, maybe because of the internet, they yeah. are more into, you know, at least they are able to bring up issues like gun control and abortion. I wouldn't even know how to, begin arguing those at 17 just just but, to, I, I mean i understand 98 wasn't exactly pre-internet ex, you know exactly but it was it was not like it is now and definitely when i was at the national level these kids were doing exactly the same shit as they were doing in the documentary yeah. they all came with like you know well explored or well rehearsed rhetoric about their bill that they wanted to talk about they had some stats they had shit they knew how to basically you know, pretend to be a politician. And I tried to pull the same shit that I was doing in Boise. I was like, what are you talking about? You're 17 <laughs> years old. Like, and they were yeah. just like, you're an idiot. Brian Morrow breaks glass. And I was like, oh yeah, well, all right. At you youth know. and government, we were pitching, we were pitching all sorts of goofy legislation. Like I'm sure at the national level, it gets a little more serious, but no, these, the kids that they follow, it's very, they're, they're great characters, and it's, you know, it's definitely a mirror of what's going on. We got the wedge issues, we got uh, the dank memes, and we and we definitely have some aspiring Ben Shapiro's out there. Um, Big time. You know, you can only go so deep with with the political talk with kids at these age. It's mostly a, a testosterone contest, but um, but it's still <laughs> enjoy, very enjoyable to watch. Obviously had a big documentary crew because it looks amazing, uh, very well edited. So I'm probably going to watch it again, maybe closer to uh, election day. But uh, for now, I'm going to give it three bones. I did very much enjoy and recommend seeing it. Three bones from Brother Bishke. Half Brother Brian dropped in bones for the very first time. Yeah, sorry. Is it out of how many can I give it? Four. 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 Yeah, yeah. I give it four bones. I give it, I, I give it as four many. Bones. I give it as many bones as I can possibly give it. It's <laughs> an incredible. An and bones. here's the thing is I know people are going to probably say you're doing that because you have personal, you know, you're going to get skin in the game. Yeah, you have bias. You have bias like the scene in the film. But the thing is, if I do have bias, I won't actually understand if I do. So I can't actually even address that criticism. Speaking not from a former Boys State and Boys Nation delegate, but from a documentarian standpoint, 
I think this is an incredible piece of work. They did a great job sussing out those characters. I'm sure that they were probably following a few other people and they didn't, you know, they didn't pan out or it didn't, the story didn't go that way or whatever it was. But whatever strategy right. they had in order to find these characters, they did a great job. They had access. I mean, Lucas is saying it's a potentially, I guess, exploitative to to be up that close in Steven's face when he's having this vulnerable moment on the phone with his parents. <laughs> I I get that. I get what you're saying, but it's it's proof that those kids were down with the documentarians enough to be like right They're there so with down. them and and completely like candid of what it is and those those feelings of just where you get, you know, you get over your capacity, your your emotional voltage yeah. meter just hits when you're a teen and Overloaded. you just it's like are you crying because you're hurt? Are you okay? And it's like, no, and just there's just the emotions here and it's just it's like pouring out of your face. I don't know, man. They I thought they really captured that in a in a pretty genuine, pretty great way, even though they were making this whole statement about these kids are a microcosm for the political spectrum that's happening today and you should pay attention to this and yet you're still getting things from these kids that are genuine and you kind of like even the the ones who are you know the quote-unquote bad guys you like them i liked them anyway i liked all of them and i just thought that was that's great documentary filmmaking you let them work as the villain in your your plot line that you're saying this is our thesis that's underneath it but you didn't make take away anything from who they really were, how they were to make them right. that villain. And I just because I liked all four of them so much, you know, and I just think if anything, it's just the, the 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 whole construct of modern politics is the villain. And they're just trying to work inside of it. And wherever your judgment of them lies within that, that's subjective. But I agree with you from a film. Yeah, I mean, filmmaking wise, it's just like, dude, that is a hard line to toe. And they did it without a doubt. And they did it well. And like, yeah, I was I mean, Bishki's saying he wa- he watched it today. He wants to watch it again. I'm with you. I definitely have to watch this again before the election with with some people. I just got I, it's yeah. like yeah. there's already so much that I'm just like. Wait, I got to go back now that I know what happens and watch what these kids are saying at the beginning. Got to get amped up. Yeah. You got to watch the margins. Yeah. Look for some other weird weirdos that yeah. are uh, yeah, for sure. performing. So that's four bones right out the gate for Half Brother Brian. That's amazing. I think that's unprecedented. Probably we'll have to check our stats. Does that make me bad? Does that mean I'm I'm loose? That makes you <laughs> chock a block full of love and light, which is exactly what we want on this I, podcast. I mean, I'm happy to. I, I if I if I'm ever invited back on, I'm I'm happy to sink my teeth into a film and rip it to shreds. I'm ha- so happy to talk shit and give a zero bones to something or whatever one bone, but that was Boys State is a great doc that you should watch we want to see all sides of half brother brian (laughs) my i i agree with all of these points i i didn't get the pedophile vibe quite as strongly as lt but i trust (laughs) that it's there because i trust his razor sharp instincts for such things but my only issue is that it wasn't long enough and this this goes into this goes into the whole discussion of what is a movie anymore? What is a documentary? What is a feature? Because I needed so much more of this. I needed like four hours, like four hour long blocks of 
diving into all of these kids, all the weird shit that was going on. I wanted to see more of the talent show in action. I wanted to see more of everything because I wanted to be more immersed in it. And what I got was a very tantalizing, what felt like an overview or or an appetizer platter of what was going on there. And I don't feel like I got as satisfying of a meal as this imagined four-part series and that's not fair to do to a movie i get that but that's the way i felt at the end of it i'm like where's the rest of it i feel i feel like you know it was it was way too quick for for how deep i was willing to go but as it is the filmmaking's great the editing is very nice and I, I got to give it three and a half bones. It's a, it's a great experience and it's great to watch leading up to the election because it just gets those, those cringy juices flowing. Oh, it's so good. You think that they had, they just didn't have the material to make it longer. Or you think they have a really good longer cut that then, you know, somebody along the way said, you got to cut, you got to get this shorter. The interview with them sounds like they shot a ton. So with this crew, I think yeah. they have enough. I think, but you know, who that's, that's not a good way to review something. It's just imagining a, a longer version. Like I, I, I can't, yeah. I can't fully you were dog and spaceship go down Earth that for the same reason. You can't just, yes. And it, I felt the same way, but yeah. the whole medium is experiencing. I don't know if they're even growing pains or, a, or throes of death. Like, I don't know what is happening to our brains as we watch tiger King. Yeah, Tiger King or or all these multi-part <laughs> series. Like, what is that doing to our brains when it comes to just a meat and potatoes feature film? I don't know. I'm just going to have to keep, you know, following my heart and laying down the bones as I see fit. And hopefully, hopefully there's enough room for all of these art forms and, and running times <laughs> to live peacefully together forever. Yeah. I mean, back in the back in the when we were growing up, I feel like it was, uh, you know, because everyone was watching so many sitcoms, which are whatever, 23 minutes of actual content with commercials all the way through. That was our that was our base level. And it felt like to watch a movie that was 90 minutes, even though, yeah, we're like, oh, my gosh, it's an entire movie. And people used to complain like it's almost two hours. I remember like talking about that. (laughs) He's like, we're going to go to the theater. I don't know. It's almost two hours long. That's a commitment. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? And now, yeah, people just want to be like, now it's all blown out. Why the fuck is that? I just I just injected you know, mainlined all 10 episodes of this right into me. Where's the second season? Like, where is it? I need 10 more hours. And it's crazy to think that you used to not even be able to bit. You get berated if you go 95 minutes. Yes. Go, You're a hack. Get that down yes. to 85 minutes. <laughs> I mean, they ruined Doom, oh. you know, they ruined David Lynch's Doom just to be like, cut the fucking ending off. We don't care if it makes no sense anymore. He's like, it's just the end of the movie is like, makes it like, you know, a little bit longer. They're like, no, cut it off. We're gonna have you back on for the for New Dune when New Dune comes out. Oh, if shit. it ever comes yeah, out, yeah, I'm into it. That'll be your next hot episode. I would be, I would and, be honored uh, to be on New Dune, and I can really talk some shit about Denny, and I like him too. Oh, so perfect, cool, cool. <laughs> Countdown to November. We got some more political docs coming your way. Oh, we do, we do. We we've we've allowed we've pre-allowed Lucas to step out. For for some of them, 
Thanks, fan. Hey, if you need a, if you need a sub or something like that, it's nothing like a half brother to step in for, as a sub. Uh, I'm, I would be happy oh, to. Be careful, oh, be careful, Brian. Be careful what my you half, wish for. My half brother card. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might we might have to bring you in for that. Then. Phone that's, a friend. I'd like to phone a friend, Regis. That sounds delicious, actually. Well, thank you so much for finally appearing Fucking on the Lodgecast. This, Fuck, thank you, half-brother Brian. This has been wonderful. And uh, just keep beaming out that love and that light. And maybe you still will become president someday. Uh, <laughs> it would make the world a better <laughs> no, place. No, I think I'm going to have to get more. I'll have to go into the into the Ben character of it, if anything. I have to work, work behind the scenes with the candidate or something. Done too many bad things. That's, that's fine, too. Love and light, everybody. Love, Love and light. light. Stay cool. <laughs> vote this year. Vote November. Vote. Get out and vote. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Vote. Hey.